everybody. Welcome to Stock Bites for Tuesday, July 21st. This week's a little more relaxed than usual, a little less stock heavy, more conversational. There's a couple of curse words involved, so just fair warning there. Uh, we do have a bite bet and a bite mark of the week. We check in on Trey's Nigerian roommate's culinary skills. Spoiler alert, there's fish heads involved. Make sure you like and subscribe, stockbitespodcast at gmail.com, uh, on Twitter, at stock underscore bites, and definitely check us out on Thursday. We're having a chartered market technician come on. We're going to make it educational. We're going to break down what regular guys like Trey, myself, and, and maybe even you, how we can look at a chart and figure out whether or not somebody's pulling our chain. So Steve Straz is going to be joining us on Thursday. I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's get to the show. Yeah, that's fucking badass. Tell me about that. What were the uh, what were the, the catalysts? I dude, I just definitely wasn't um, boxel. What? Uh, well, some of it was, and then I put some of those profits back into boxel, going like, "Yo, this is far from done." Um, I still think there's a possibility it's far from done, but I think it's very similar to UAVs, the um, air drones, which I'm sure we'll be talking about as well. I don't know a ton um, about that company. But it, and that's the thing that like, you don't have to, you just kind of read these hypes and you read these, like they're moving, um, work location. They are, you know, there's talks with Amazon starting their air drone company and this has to be their partner and these rumors start to grow and grow. Um, and that's what will boost a stock just as much as actually having the partnership. Dude, by the time Um, that rumor gets to me, it's too late. I think that's starting to find. I think that's the truth for everything. Um, and I, every time I read something, I go, it's too late. Um, and if you look up the stock and it's, you know, it's quadrupled in the last week um, and it's just hanging out, it's too late. Um, but that's when you start to like find your people that you follow. You find your small clicks that only have 3,000 followers. So when they say something that, comes off of their mind or their own research. It's like copying off the test. When, when did like, you get into Boxel? See when I get into Boxel here. I got some numbers I want to throw at you. Uh, I'm yeah. curious to see when the rumor hit you versus when the actual volume started. I think I was just before the spike on the 16th. So I was in the 14th. I think just under $2. I mean, I was chasing for a while. There's a lot of drunk purchases here. Drunk or drug? Uh, drunk. D-R-U-N-K. I was in at two twenty. That's the shitty thing about having the market and dollar, <laughs> late dollar at seventy. Night. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, $1.74 was when I started. And it took off to, and then I bought more at two twenty. So you got in on the 14th. And I sold at the peak on accident. I was like, I saw my profits. You did and right, and then you fucked yourself. Not too bad. I mean, I, I jumped back you in. Me. I did. I did. Of all the things I recommended, you took one, one of them. Every other one, if you have a look at them, <laughs> has quadrupled or doubled or has like taken off. Boxel was the only one you followed. I sent you about eight biomedical ones that are absolutely crushing it right now. Yeah, I got in on Taboxyl Thursday afternoon. Yeah. At what? At so, what price? I did too. Like three, three and change. I'm down yeah. 20%. Or No, down more than that. Um, it was down 20% today. But looking at Boxel, I think this is interesting. I'm looking at the, the daily volume and basically – you're right around three or 4 million shares a day up until you get to July 10th, which was not last Friday, but the Friday before that, right? July 10th, you go from 4 million shares traded to 8 million shares, volume doubles or a hundred percent increase, whatever you want to call it. That's, the you know these pump and dumpers these people that we're following and, and watching on twitter and, and seeing people on reddit complaining about that's when they're entering their position right and then 
Yeah, it's interesting. When did the Samsung news come out? Because that's what they used to to kind of hype the thing. But anyway, from the tenth is the Friday. The thirteenth, they spent all weekend pumping this thing up. The thirteenth, forty six million shares are traded, eight times higher. The fifteenth, uh, excuse me. The yeah. The, the, so the thirteenth, forty six million. The fourteenth, one hundred fifteen million. And then on the 16th, which is the day that I bought, 318 million shares were exchanged hands. You bought 318 million shares, George? Wow, man. No, no, no. Just That's just the total <laughs> volume. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That is insane. Up from, you know, from six days ago, up from 8 million, from seven days ago, up from 4 million. And then you'll see today only 22 million shares changed hands. Yes, or last Friday, the 17th, 59. So the volume has peaked. And you got people like me and a lot of people who are on Reddit and, and Twitter left holding bag on this thing. That's not to say it won't go back up or that, you know, I mean, it could, it could, it could be a long-term hold, right? Boxel is all about um, education they're making these these turns for while the coronavirus is going on and how to educate students at home and provide the proper equipment. Um, so, I mean, it may not be a pump and dump. It may be it, the hype was in, overhyped, that there was too much volume. That was a pump it dropped back down. Okay, we'll find out. I'm going to wager, I'm going to wager it goes back up to three, three plus. But did you did you play any of the other things I sent you? No, or just no, that no, one. Just this well, one. Well, then you're not allowed to blame me because <laughs> I sent you about of the six I sent you, one didn't do very well. So yeah. that's a pretty good record. Well, don't send me that one. Well, research the other ones I sent you and maybe play some of those too, and you'd be uh, doing just fine. I'll do that later. Have you been keeping an eye on Vaxart? You remember that we um, talked about that several weeks ago. It's up to like 16, 17 bucks a share. VXRT, yeah, I'm looking yeah. at it right now. Did we talk about that? We did. It was, um, we talked about it on June 28th. It was eight bucks a share How yesterday. And so he, I, I, I like doing this. I like updating the stocks and tickers that we've talked about. Yesterday, Vaxart was up to 15.75 a share. So up 96% since we talked about it. Workhorse, we first talked about at nine ninety a share. It's yesterday it was trading at fifteen eighteen. And then gap we talked about at twelve sixteen and it's at, at twelve eighty. So where where are you reading these numbers? Because I'm looking at VXRT at fifteen thirty six and workhorse now at sixteen seventy five. Yeah, you so might I, need to like I, I put refresh these together your yesterday. Gotcha. We were gotcha, gotcha. I put these together on Sunday and we were gonna do the pod and then your headphones totally were stolen and jacked, robbed, sort of cool. Stuff, so but those are the three, and out of the 15 or so that we've talked about, those are the only three that are positive. IDEX, Free, DLOC, Nicola. Nicola had a shit day today as well. Atop, beat down. Plug, Tesla, Neo, SPAC, Amazon. But Peloton is doing well. Lululemon is doing well. Yeah, I guess I'm differentiating the... The stocks that we talk about are the top five most added stocks on Robinhood last week. And we typically only talk, really dive into the, the penny stocks, right? The, the less known names. And they're just, they're ripe for these pump and dump schemes. Which is why I think you could rename the top five Robinhood stocks of the week, the top five pump and dump stocks of the week. Because I literally think Robinhood are people, or the majority of people of Robinhood are chasers. And so when we say the top five of the week, I think there's a bit, I think there's going to be a golden nugget in there that we're all hopped onto, hopefully. But I think a lot of it is people reading the playing, Twitters, reading the Reddit. Are you playing LCA? LCA? Yeah. You said golden nugget. Golden nuggets oh, bring in their no, casino not, business. Not, not uh no not playing not playing the literal golden nugget um the hypothetical robin hood chasing nugget i'm playing a couple of them yeah um and it's also it's also a great feeling to find one before robin hood adds it and then to see robin hood add it it's like oh cool 
This, it's going to annoy. Oh, it's cool. going to bother my stock though. It's like great. This is going to go way up very quickly. And for every giant rea- giant action, there's a giant reaction, which is re- it dropping. So when you see it added to Robinhood, it's like cool. This is no longer going to slowly, gradually go up. It's going to be messed with by a lot of people, and you got to be prepared to like pull some money out. It's going to the profits will come faster, but so will the the reaction to people to it going up. What goes up must come down, and then it will and then it will level out. But if if I told you. To explain to me what Boxel does, does first of all, can you? And and second, does it even matter to you? you no, Myrna, which was the Myrna was the number nope. one added stock. Doesn't matter. Um, it, so one, I couldn't. I couldn't tell you enough. Um, you know, I've read all the things. I've read all the Samsung connections. I've read all the um, products that they produce for schools. So I know. I know that they provide projectors. I know that they provide touch screens that um, teachers can use. It's like smart tech, smart tech at a cheap price. Um, and this company is starting to work with bigger fish like Samsung and it gets their, it gets their name out there. Um, but no, for a lot of the stocks that I, that I am in, I could not give a, uh, a three minute, <laughs> I could not give a three minute presentation of this is their CEO. This is where their headquarters are. This is the amount of people oh, who, that work who, for them. Yeah. But it's important. It's important. What, what, what kind of product? What kind of product do they produce? Um, at, like school school products, projectors, touchscreens. Um, how how they are prepared for the COVID um, resurgence? I'm not a hundred percent sure. But there's a COVID play in Boxel, according to the hype, um, that is that they are prepared to take their products. That their products are going to be useful for. Um, keeping things sanitary and being able to teach um, long distance classes. Yeah. Just uh, on that, they announced a partnership with Samsung, like you mentioned for something called octopus software, which includes over 70 subject specific annotation tools, over 10,000 pre-made K through 12 lessons. And there's some, uh, this competitive gaming component for practice and review called game zones. So they make these interactive whiteboards, they make uh, projectors and, and that sort of stuff. But they also, like you said, they do make, they make lessons. They make, uh, there's a platform where they can work with, be integrated with things like Google, Google, Google's a competitor of theirs, I think, right. Or at least they're playing in the same space is kind of at home education. Boxel, does does not just because you use Boxel doesn't mean that you can't use Google. Boxel integrates that, and you know they they've added over the last couple of months more counties. You know that are saying you know I was reading this article on Seeking Alpha. The some county in Georgia they're paying Boxel thirty million dollars, and they're doing teacher certification. So you know they're they're kind of an all encompassing digital learning tech thing. Did you, do you remember when we were in high school, did you do Will Rice's uh, science camp with me that one summer where we were, where I was a, uh, you're like a counselor, right? Yeah. 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 Did you do that with me? I didn't. I remember you guys like hanging out, having fun. um, And we would hang out sometimes afterwards, but no, I I think it was in my own summer camp elsewhere. I do remember that though. Well, they, you know, that was at a St. John's or, or some private school in Houston that's very, uh, very well funded to say the yep, least. That's the way to put it. You know, I remember seeing a, a smart, they, they had a, he had a smart whiteboard in his class back then. And I was, it, it was my, it blew my mind how, you know, I went to the public school, right? Literally like neighboring school, <laughs> they're still using chalkboards at Lamar high school. And this guy's got a smart whiteboard for his fifth grade science class. Anyway, the thing that worries me, you know, so look, I'm bag holding on this. The, the company is losing money like bad in a big way. And they're, 
net income has gone from negative $2 million in 2016 to negative six and a half in 2017 to negative seven in 2018 to negative $9.4 million last year. They're losing more money every year and they're having to stay afloat by issuing equity shares. I think last week they also came out or maybe the end of the week before they announced a $10 million equity share issuance at 70 cents a share. You know, th- this is not a, I don't know, man. It, I bought it because you were very insistent. Uh, yeah. We, did you buy the other 10 I was consistent, insistent about? No, no just so that one. we're going to talk about Moderna and I don't like playing these biotech stocks because I don't know what the hell they're doing. You know, Moderna's big thing is mRNA, messenger RNA. Dude, I I Googled what is mRNA, and within 30 seconds, I was like playing guitar or away from my computer. I was like, I can't do this. I can't read this. (laughs) But before we we move off box, well, just a a couple other things here. Uh, Yeah, interactive whiteboards, projectors, software, uh, blended platforms. It makes home learning easier. Uh, half their products are for in-classroom learning, and it looks like the other half are for, for at home. What's going to happen to school budgets? Coronavirus it has, like, I'm really scared of the municipal bond market right now. Tax revenue collection of these cities and states and, and municipalities has gone down. Um, you know, Boxwell, one of the, their Clayton, Georgia contract that they had was for a tier one school, which means that they're federally funded. But you got Donald Trump in the White House making this a political issue and saying that if kids don't go back to school, they're going to cut off federal funding. Right. So there's there's a bunch of headwinds uh, in terms of funding. I think this becoming a politicized deal. And then you also have the fact that they're losing tons of money. They're issuing equity. And I got had, and I'm butthurt about it. I can tell because it's all you yeah. can talk about. Yeah. Anyway, you'll that's be, my bite be. mark of the week. Just go ahead and get right. that one out there. It's the only nice. play. Well, I made two plays this week. I lost a hundred bucks on Netflix, thinking that they would bounce from their uh, from their earnings. earnings. And then I lost. Uh, I'm still sitting in Boxel. You'll be okay. Let me grab a beer, buddy. You want to try to fill for yeah. 20 seconds? Get your podcast going? Um, no. Prost. Yo, yo, yo. When do you think we're going to be able to travel again together? Oh, you know, I was thinking about that because um, I'm going to be taking a job in Qatar. And what would be nice is if I could come home first. Um, the funny thing about uh Dubai to Qatar is like the distance from um, one end of Texas to the other. And you can't drive there and you can't directly fly there because they don't like each other. So you have to like fly to Oklahoma first and then fly to the other side to El Paso. And so it's, it's very difficult to get to Qatar from Dubai. It's not a ton of fun, but one of the things I would love to do is come home first I'd like to be able to drop off some of the stuff I have here. I'd love to regroup with family before starting a new chapter. But the thing is, is I don't know if I can get a flight out of the United States to Qatar in two and a half months, three months. Yeah. It's a very real possibility that... um, I think they're not letting Americans into the rest of the world right now. There's a lot of places that aren't, yeah. Or you have to come in with an approved um, uh, negative test. What are you doing in Qatar? Um, it is a group called Berries. They used to be called Berries Boot Camp, which is uh, yeah, yeah very big deal. Um, I got really lucky with a with a connection, and um, so I started training two days ago. So I'm te- I'm teaching two cycling classes in the morning, two hours of hit exercising in the afternoon, and then two cycling classes at night. It was my day yesterday will be my day tomorrow. Um, so I've run out of workout clothes. It's what I'm, I, I had to go run and put laundry in. And you ready for this? 
my, uh, it's either my Philippine flatmate or my uh, Nigerian flatmate, but they are cooking fish heads. Right now. Uh, like all the time, whether it's seven in the morning or uh, three at, in the morning at night, it's like, it's just fish heads. And it seems that they like to cook it the most when I'm hanging my laundry out in the living room. <laughs> so I'll be in the middle of exercising and all of a sudden I'll start, I don't even eat fish. I start to smell these nasty fish and it's just awful. So I'm having to redo laundry of clean clothes and it's the worst. So a couple follow-up questions. Please. Number one, how do you not know which roommate it is? So there are, it's down to two because these are the two culprits that would eat it. Um, how many roommates do you have? So we have, I have one, two, three, four other. So a total of five and we have daily cleaning. I have my own ensuite room. I don't ever see them. Most of them I don't ever see, but it's down to two because I saw the Nigerian dude pull it out of the freezer, but then completely deny it to my face, which I'm pretty sure that's how he took my headphones. He's like, no, dude. Oh, shucks. What happened to them? And then he follows up asking me about them. Like, it's so much fun. Like, are they valuable? Um, yeah. How much do you think yeah, right? you can sell oh, yeah. those for? Yeah. It, what kind of charger does it use? Um, and then the Philippine guy, yeah, bless his heart. Tr- how do you turn those on? Just in case I find right. them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is that way? Like, yeah. I'll just bring them to you turned on. And like, <laughs> man, I, like, so that was like, I live, I live by saying, hold on tightly, let go lightly. And it was so hard to let go of these headphones and like what happened to them. It's just like, I gotta let go. But then the stock market uh, kissed me on the cheek. And so everything's okay. But, uh, and then the Philippine guy, bless his heart, doesn't make a lot of money. He's in a very teeny tiny maid's room. And so this would be a cheap way to make meals for the week. But I don't think it's him. He's a really nice, clean, organized, <laughs> polite. Don't think he would intentionally stink up the entire house with uh, fish head smell. Do the fish heads have eyes? Oh, yeah. I think bones and scales. And I mean, like, literally, like you cut off the head of a fish and then freeze it. What happens? Where, where are the fish bodies? In the freezer, in a giant bowl wrapped up in paper bags. And what is... The- <laughs> I, I have an answer to every question you got, buddy. I can't buddy. believe I'm interviewing you about this. What is, <laughs> why are the fish heads and the fish bodies cooked separately? You know, that's a good question. I don't think they are. I think you just buy a whole... It's like, you know, when you go to KFC and you buy a bucket... And it comes with breasts and wings. And I think it's like buying these bodies of fish in bulk. It already comes cut in half, so it's easier to cook. I don't know. I think it's like making like a jambalaya, like a, because you don't is, eat it like. What is, so you, I'm sorry, I interrupted. You were about to answer my question. How do you eat Yeah, it? I think it's like some sort of stew. I think they've made some sort of stew with it. I can't tell. I don't want to look hard enough. I can smell it enough, but I don't also want to see it more. Can uh, like do you do you chop it up like an onion? Like do you dice the fish head? I feel like that's what they're doing. Or do you I feel like, like, they, like a crawfish them... where you suck the juices out? How do you how do how do you that's eat a, a great, fish head? It's a great question. When I bust one of them, actually eating it, I'll let you know. Um, but right now, I think it's more of like a stew. They've like diced it up into tiny chunks and pieces, and like you use the whole thing, like eyeballs, you know. The whole freaking fish. You don't let any of that go to waste. Because it's cheap food. So I don't see I don't see them wasting any of it. So fun Where's times. where's the nearest body of water that actually contains fish? Um uh ten minute walk. Okay. Yeah. There's a there's a body of there's a big body of um I should know by now what it's called. The Arabian Sea, Arabian Ocean. Got it. So how do you transition from that to Myrna? Oh God, do we have to? <laughs> Myrna, what a, what a name. I did not play Myrna. Tell me about Myrna. I actually don't know uh, anything about Myrna. Tell me. Oh, it's, you love these clinical stage biotech companies that create messenger yeah. RNA therapeutics and vaccines. You of love course. These. I'm yeah. surprised it's not one of the ones you sent me. They, uh, 95,000 Robinhood users added last week. 
was up 51% on the week. It's up like 400% since February when they released that they're working on a COVID vaccine. Some of the, I guess the news, they, excuse me. Ooh. Uh, yeah, it was a good one. Shiner Bach. <laughs> they're, they're, um, MRNA one, two, seven, three experimental vaccine for COVID produced antibodies in all the 45 patients tested. It was a phase one trial. So pretty good results. They're going to enter a phase three trial on July 23rd with 30,000 participants, which I want to, I want to touch on that in a second. And they entered a collaboration with Lanza LTD, a Swedish company. And I want to, I want to come back to this uh, as, in, in a second as well. But Lanza is going to manufacture up to 1 billion doses of the coronavirus vaccine if it works. So some of the, the bearish sentiment that we've seen, I think there's a lot of short sellers here. And a lot of things on Twitter talking about how all the insiders have been selling. Have you seen any of these posts? I haven't. It's funny. I, I'm seeing... Since we've started doing this, I'm starting to have a, a keener eye for, I hope, and my box hole position would, oh, gosh. would tell me otherwise, but I'm starting to have a keener eye for biased biases and opinions. And there's a lot of people out there saying that insiders are selling and the CFO and the CEO, the, everybody sent the, uh, the institutional ownership is changing. And it's just, it's not true. Yeah, so that's what, was, that's what I was going to ask. So do you think the same way that um, people can get on the internet and pump a stock for it to go up, they yeah. will create rumors for people to sell it so that they can buy it lower? Correct, or profit off a, a put. Oh, yeah. So as a percentage of the float, insider ownership has gone from 6.82% in September of 2019 to 6% now. That's not, not a big that's deal. Not, not a big deal. But because their stock's now to whatever closed that today, on Friday, it was like 98 bucks a share. And then in September of last year, it was at like six. Insider selling now is having a much bigger dollar effect, right? If I'm selling 3 million shares at 100 bucks as opposed to 10 bucks, I'm going to get a lot more money. And so what they're, they're touting is that the dollar amount of insider shares has gone up, which is misleading. The... All right, so table that for a second. Uh, Moderna, is it, it Myrna or Moderna? I think it's Moderna. Uh, I think I feel like I've heard Moderna. it said on ABC. Yeah. Is MRNA yeah. is the ticker in Moderna. So there's this. They're backed by this this uh, venture capital fund called Flagship Pioneer. They own about thirty percent of the float. At least they did before. Uh, you know, as of I don't know, I guess it was March when they had to file their last SEC statement. But this is really interesting to me. And it gives me hope that this company is not another KTAV or some BS fly-by-night thing. Flagship Pioneering is a biopharma focus. That's all they invest in, venture capital firm. They initially made the investment in Moderna in 2010. Flagship Pioneering has invested in over 100 medical companies. They've taken 20 public since 2013. They're currently a $2 billion pharma biotech venture capital fund. And again, one of the things that people have been saying is insider selling, institutional selling is the flagship partner. They're selling their venture capital fund. All, you know, their investment, when they made the investment, was probably at 50 cents a share or less in a, in a very young, fledgling company. It's sitting, you know, on Friday, the stock was trading up in the high 90s. They're You're going to take some out. Yeah. You're going to take some out, man. Dude, I went and looked at this Venture Capital Fund's website. They're super fucking impressive. It's like 30, peop 30 scientists, basically. 30, 30 people way smarter than you and I. And all they do is invest in upstart companies and bring them public. And I'm sure that they're making a ton of money. Um, so Moderna has, 
Uh, I, I, yeah, I wanted to turn back to that. They, they did a phase one trial, and then now they're starting a phase three trial on July 27th. And my question to you is, what happened to the phase two trial? It was just so good that you just jump it. It was just so rocking awesome that uh, there was no need for two. Is this, is this for COVID-19 testing? Is yeah. it for COVID-19 related? So I would assume that it's, making to, a vaccine. it's to speed up. They just don't have time. I would imagine that they're, that they're speeding to phase three. Or in a normal world, you could take your time. You could do more testing. I bet they had such a successful result in phase one that they got the approval to move to phase three to get it closer to um, mass distribution, which is always a good sign, right? Well, I, I do think there's a couple of, of talking points on that. And, you know, look, Moderna is not a K-top. They ended the first quarter sitting on $1.7 billion in cash. They have revenue. It's not a terrible-looking balance sheet. They have uh, 30 drugs with 13 of them actually in clinical trials. They have partnerships with AstraZeneca, or AstraZeneca and Merck and, and Pfizer and Johnson. This is a, a legit company. But this, this COVID bubble, this COVID vaccine bubble that we're all in, that, that, that the markets are in, you know, company XYZ releases that they're in phase one trials of a COVID vaccine and their stock is up 400% or whatever. My question to you is, will a COVID vaccine be profitable for the company? Whichever company or companies that actually create the thing, you know, does it yes. justify? Uh, uh, even, I don't know. I don't know about numbers. That's a good question as far as like, will they like literally, literally mathematically make a big profit off of it? I would, I would guess that, that there's a profit to be made because it's, it's in such demand across the world. The demand is there. So if you make a successful one, easily distributed, um, I would say yes. And then the other part of me says the publicity We've never heard of Moderna until we found out that they're doing COVID-19. I think you'll go down in history as somebody who made the vaccine. I think that will continue to give your company a name for the next two decades. So I think, I think in publicity alone, um, you have, your name is on the map and you have such an opportunity to continue to grow even after producing the vaccine. But as far as like numbers to numbers from like, our next quarter is going to be awesome because we figured out the vaccine. I don't know how much it costs to make the vaccine. How much does it cost to pay the doctors? How many trial and errors did you have to go through and pay for before you made it? That's a good question. There have been several companies, most of the big companies, AstraZeneca and Merck and you know Pfizer, have come out and said that the if they do create a COVID vaccine, it will be on a not-for-profit basis. And I think it was AstraZeneca. They've inked a deal with, oh God, I can't remember who, what government, but they're offering the COVID vaccine for $2.50 a pop. You know, it's not like... Is that a $200 shot? Martin, you're going Martin Screlly is jacking up the price on AIDS medicine or whatever the hell that guy did, you know? It's, so the, I think the point is, this, this is bigger. Well, no, let me backtrack. If they did jack the price up on this thing, that would be such bad publicity. Yes. The company would never be able to rebound. Maybe that's right. a little strong, but that's a really bad PR hit. You're, it's not going to look good. So the, the company or companies that do hit with COVID, it's not going to be a revenue boon for the company. It's going to be a PR boon. And we've right. talked before <clears throat> and you're seeing tons of money being made on the story half of a stock's valuation and how the, the story has become more important maybe than ever. Maybe that, you know, I wasn't around in 2001 when eBay got up to $400 a share. The, the hype that's driving a company like Moderna up to 96 bucks at close on Friday, is, it's, it is so uh, fragile. It's like a balloon, you know? It's just hot air. Because 
yeah, it, it's this is a company with zero drugs in production. They have 13 in trial. And if they do hit a COVID, COVID vaccine, it's not going to be a, a huge, it's not, they're not going to hit a gold mine. They'll get the, the, the good publicity out of it. But they'll get funding. They'll get funding for it. I mean, there, there's a lot of government money to be paid to them for finding this as well. Um, and yeah, I, I just don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think all these companies would be racing each other to find a vaccine if there wasn't profit to be made. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about Moderna and is this company called Lanza LTD and the ticker is L-Z-A-G-Y. And I'm, I'm starting, and this is going to be, hey, how about this for a segue? This is going to be my, uh, what do we call it? Our bite bet. Damn it to hell. Our bite bet. My, this is going to be my bite bet of the week. <clears throat> All right. L-Z-A-G-Y, Lanza LTD. They're a Swedish drug manufacturer, okay? Their ADR is priced at like 62 bucks a share. Their actual stock in Sweden is over 600. It's up over 100% since COVID. But they partner with all these big drug companies to make the drugs. So Ketav or Moderna or Pfizer comes, you know, they, you do the clinical testing in house, but the FDA's here, here in America, the FDA's uh, regulation on drug manufacturing plants has gone crazy. It's becoming more expensive to do it. And Lanza is maybe the biggest drug manufacturer in the world. They manufacture both parts and components of drugs that, and then they sell those to the drug companies and they also go in and they take a you know a drug formula from moderna and in this case if it's the covid vaccine moderna will shoot them an email with you know whatever it is we need these parts uh baking soda this part powdered sugar and poof Lanza puts it together and then distributes it I think that's a much look, it, I like that. I like look if I want exposure to medical, you know, the medical arena, and if I want exposure to the COVID hype and all this sort of stuff, I, I, I like the company that is gonna have a good shot of manufacturing it. And there may be a little more spread there, a little more profit margin for Lanza as opposed to Moderna. You know, in terms of a vaccine, I don't know, but I'm still digging into this, but I really like this company. They pay, you know, they're paying like a one and a half percent dividend. So it's anyway, that that's going to be my bite bet of the week. Who you got? I don't know. I'm just just scrolling through looking for one. I, I haven't been paying attention to real stocks in so long that it's hard to go. Well, this pick, is going to do pick well. one of these dog shit companies that you uh, no because like they so they they are volatile. I don't Mr. think they will Mr. be. Up yeah, which one at the end of the week? I play I wonder, it for a couple. There's got to be a way. All right, so again, going back to Boxel, you know, and my hurt butt. Please, because we haven't <laughs> talked about that enough. <laughs> How can we figure out? So we're looking at the volume, July, July 9th. There's got to be a screen. You know, the volume goes from 2 million to 4.5 million shares on July 9th. We need to put a screen in that looks for a doubling of volume, right? Yeah. There's and a whole method to Yeah. And, and if we're seeing volume double and we can get in, they got in six days before you, Trey. Yeah, it's all about paying attention to volume and finding, you know, I mean, the more that it's more shares that are moving back and forth, the more eyes that are on it, the more likely it is to uh, go up and down. Go ahead, please. Yeah, sorry about that. To get back to our bite, back, uh, bite bet of the week, you chose Plug Power last week, right? Yeah, that got beat up. Making you the winner, winner, chicken dinner. Seriously? Yeah, Trey, two to one now. Plug power. And I'm just looking at the last five days because we're doing this on a Monday. Right. You know, this right, is, right. 
This is a Tuesday to Monday deal, but Square, who was my buy bet of the week, was down 5.72%. All right. Last five trading days. Plug Power down 3.28%. <laughs> so oh. two home runs there, guys. I hope quite you a win. Quite a win for me there. Nice. You weren't playing the home game. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So I think I propose an amendment to the rules of the bite bet of the week. And, and you'll keep this victory. It's two to one. Uh, you still have a full beard, no chops, and we haven't gotten... Yeah. Well, my job depends on how I look. It's uh, Go ahead. Okay. But here's my amendment to the rules. Please. The If the winning stock is not positive... There is no the, winner? There's no winner, because we're both losers. We both lost money. Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not, nope. <laughs> I, you know, I did buy I beat, some Square. I beat you, that's all that matters to us. So. Square. I'm not saying that I'm going to take your victory away. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Also, by the way, Redfin would have been, uh, we need to talk about Redfin next week. You call that at $23 a share. It's at $40 a share. Why didn't we buy it? Um, you know, I Slower. bought a little bit of it and then panicked it. Yeah. Because I, I no longer buy anything more than $12 a share. <laughs> if you don't hear about it on Twitter. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, and yeah, that's true as well. I mean, it was crushing. I mean, like, look at Peloton. Look at Lululemon. Look at oh, uh, Peloton you know, had a beautiful day. Are you still in it? I was trying to buy. I was trying to buy uh, calls on Peloton before the market opened, and it was just too late. Um, Does Robinhood give you pre-trading? Not pre-trade call. No, we we get thirty minutes before the market opens. Webull all the way. I wish I could have Webull. They don't provide it here in Dubai. I've tweeted them going, "When are you coming?" Because I will watch. $500 worth of profit go while Webull is taking. Um, and we, us Robinhood people have to sit here and watch them take their profits. And it's frustrating, especially because, you know, it starts moving at 12 o'clock in the afternoon here. So you guys are having to wake up at four in the morning. And if you decide to hit the snooze button, I'm having lunch. You know, I can be, I can be taking profits, watching it drop at the opening bell, putting those profits back in and letting it ride for the rest of the day. And then pull in after hours, which is what day traders do. So I'm sitting here with a huge handicap. Also still crushing it for the record. For still I won't talk it. numbers, but just I'm up fifty-three percent in a week overall. In a week. Um or all time. All time I'm up thirty-six percent. Not a boy. Um, but you know, I wake up every day and go, My name is Trey Nunley, and I don't know what I'm doing. And I think that. that's an important yeah. And, uh, <laughs> my name is Trey. My address. And I don't know what I'm doing. My social security yeah. number. Cool. If you can if you find me with yeah, go ahead, find me. I dare you. you find can't, me in Qatar. It's not Trey. Trey Trey is enough that it's gonna throw everything <laughs> off anyway. So um so yeah, I just you know, I start every day going, I don't know what I'm doing. Um also here's the thing with the biomedical stocks right now, is you could literally blindfold yourself throw a dart at the dartboard and it's going to go up. It's not me. It's not a lot of us of the, you know, 12 bio stocks that I'm playing, 11 of them are in the green. So because the vaccine news is hot, all of the biomedical stocks are hot. No. Um, yes, pretty right. much. Right. There's a, I, look, the point I'm making is that the majority of them are, you can throw a dart at the dartboard and odds are it's going up. Um, there are, there, are, the majority of them are, whether it's by two cents or by $3, that's a different conversation, but there, there are a lot of them in the green it, you get, you can get, it's pretty easy to get lucky finding a good one because of the volume, because of the eyes on biomeds right now, it doesn't even have to be a good company. The hype is already there because of the vaccine. Uh, and, and so people are, are paying attention to the bio med stocks. When they see a green line going up, they jump on it. They chase. I think my new strategy is going to be to short everything that we're talking about. I tried to short Boxel this morning, but for whatever reason, Fidelity and Webull don't offer, put, they don't offer options on it. Don't rush Boxel. It's already hit. Two, I sold it 290. I shouldn't have sold it 290. If I could be holding on to Boxel, still I would. 
I think it goes fucking, back up. You could buy it now for cheaper than you could earlier today. It was down 20%. I've already made, I've already made my $800, $900 profit off of Box Hill. I'm good. I'm going to hang out. Yeah, and then just pass, you know, pass it on, pyramid oh, scheme man. it on to the did next you play, person. Hey, did you play any of the other ones that I told you? No. Can you, you tell me, any? what were the other ones that you told me about? I would love nothing more. Let's, I've, I've already got pulled some. up on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Biosy told you anything under 68 that's dancing around 70 right now. That went down to 61 and ended at 70. So if you had put a big chunk in there, that would have been good. I see a whole screenshot. Biosy. See a whole screenshot of uh, things to watch. AIKI, it's a pharmaceutical company. When I let you know, it was at 99 cents to the dollar 18 right now. I said, watch the dip for VBIV. When I told you about the dip, it would have been a great time to buy. It went up and then went back down, but it went way up. And then the rest of them are audio recordings as I was drinking on whiskey, so I can't tell you. <laughs> so here's the thing. Knowing your audience is important. And you're talking to a guy who's busy. <laughs> okay. You're talking to a guy who has a three month old son who, you know, whatever the world might be burning down and cry. You know, I can't just sit in front of a computer and stare at it. Baby first. And well, it's just stop losses are for, right? Yeah, you're right. God damn it. There goes my last excuse. <laughs> <laughs> Make right, the purchase, set the stop loss two cents underneath it, and then go hang out with the baby. Yeah. But so the thing with these stocks is if you set the stop loss at two cents underneath, it's going to hit. And you're going to miss yeah. out on whatever because they're so volatile. Right. Let's take a look here. We got our bite bet. Who are you taking this week? Beyond Meat at 128. You got a good chance with Beyond there. I'm going to run with Beyond. Dude, Wayfair was up 6.5% today. Are they yeah. not child sex trafficking or are they? <laughs> or, or do people see the, see the profits in child sex trafficking? I don't know. That's a scary what question. It is weird. Um, I think it was just, I think we re- literally laid it down as a conspiracy theory and nobody stressed out about it's it. not true? Okay. We don't know. We don't know. It, but it, we haven't talked about it in a while, so. Last segment of the week, sweet tweets. You got um, who helped you make so much money that you? I don't know. Tell I don't know if I tell. It, I don't know. I don't know if I tell everybody. I like her so much. I think I have to save it for like the most epic podcast that we have. That's like, like our golden child podcast. I might have to save her handle for. No, I can't do it. I can't tell you. Hey George, uh, remember when? You came over to my house and got to watch Men in Black, which was a PG-13 movie. Mm-hmm. And you weren't allowed to watch PG-13 movies. And then we immediately went back over to your house and I told mm-hmm. your mom that we watched uh, Men in Black and you got in trouble. I think I cried. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you cry. So that's a, good, that's a pretty good story. I probably th- like threw you out of the house and started crying. You know when kids get in trouble, they can't handle... Yeah. The stress. It's, too, it's, it's too much emotion. Right. They just break down crying. And I'm right. pretty sure I did that when you told on me for watching a PG-13 movie when I was 12. 13? 12? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. We, Mid and Black One. Yeah. Did you see this I thing that happened with Will Smith last week? And Jada? Yeah. Or, what the hell? Yeah. Why would they release that? Why are they? They're open about everything. That's weird, man. In their relationship, so. and it's like she's—he's finding out for the first time that she's getting dicked down by somebody else on Instagram Live. Can't, like, shouldn't y'all be having this conversation by together first? Why? Are, yeah, you know. And then all of a sudden, Will Smith is a—is a, is like the new crying Jordan meme. Yeah, that's right. I haven't watched it. I should probably watch it. That's probably what I'll do this morning over my no, cup of coffee. Don't watch it. <laughs> Spill Same the thing you do with your stocks, you do with your news. Just read the headlines. 
Yeah, then move on. I don't know, man. What's uh dude, okay, here how about this? This is gonna make you look good. I remember when Hurricane Harvey happened. I was living in Dallas, you were living in Chicago, and you so my frame of view was the Friday before it happened, my dad I called my dad, you know, everybody's all freaked out about it. Hey man, you okay? He goes, Oh yeah, we're great. We're having a hurricane party at Jeff, you know, Jeff's house and you know, and I, I thought it was just another false Texas alarm, and we get a million of those. Well, it turns out it, w- it wasn't a false alarm. And you, uh, to your credit, got on a plane from Chicago to Houston as soon as physically possible. It was like it took like four or five days after the hurricane to start getting flights in. But you came down and volunteered for like a week straight at a soup kitchen or food kitchen making food for people that had been flooded that's right and yeah i do remember that i think i saw you once or twice during that week but the first first time i saw you you had just worked a 10 or 11 hour shift at the soup kitchen and when i say that you smelled like a homeless person smell like awful no doubt in my mind i was just thinking that yeah yeah, and I hugged you, and <laughs> and you know you're you're kind of a, you're a tall guy, right? And you, your armpits are pretty close to my 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 nose holes. <laughs> and when I say that you smell like a homeless person, what I really mean is that you smelled like absolute dog shit. <laughs> Just the worst. It was the worst human being smell, and yeah. that I've ever smelled. And I was disgusted and so proud of you at the same time <laughs> it was a weird confluence of feelings so yeah but good oh, for man. you man i, I did yeah. not i didn't do i didn't take it as seriously as you did and i was very impressed by how caring you were and how outside of yourself you were for those couple of weeks and this is something that you know it, it's not surprising it's you it's your life but you know for those two or three weeks you you really you really impressed me yeah man i appreciate that that's a great memory i haven't thought about that in years so good stuff trey i really enjoyed this episode yeah man it's been fun uh this is just like catching up you know yeah so good all right you have a good week when are you going to qatar Oh, we'll find out when thing when airplanes start to go up in the air. Consistently. Couple, couple months. Look in a couple months. We'll find out. Right, I love you. Love you too. Get some sleep. I'll see you soon. Tell the baby I said hello. Whistle blows at the factory downtown. He changes his clothes. He's gonna paint the town. Avenues alive tonight.